It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 25th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode, we'll preview the game, Magic's game against the Portland Trailblazers coming up a little bit later on today. And I'll talk a little bit more about Jonathan Isaac and his big game and, and what that really means for the Orlando Magic moving forward. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network just by searching Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there is a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, which you're already listening to, You can also check out a podcast covering every other team in excruciating detail. Want to get the leg up on the Portland Trailblazers? Check out Locked On Blazers. Looking for the national perspective, Locked On NBA is your place to go with a great host every week breaking down the big stories in the NBA. I know a big one today, of course, Stephen Curry dropping 51 on the Washington Wizards. Kid is unreal. He's not really a kid anymore. I just called him a kid. I'm going to keep calling him a kid, um, but uh, he's older than me, actually. Uh, but um, that, but Locked On Warriors is a good, great place to get some recap of that, as is Locked On NBA. There's a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL, or even college sports as well. Check out the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for today. It is a game day once again in Orlando. The Magic coming home for a quick home visit to take on the Portland Trailblazers over at the Amway Center. Should be a very interesting, intriguing game for Orlando. A good test for them in all the ways that that the Magic have kind of struggled a little bit this year. Um, you, you don't want to read too much into statistics and too much into, early, into, into things quite yet, but there are some early trends that are developing that, that I think Coach Steve Clifford has noted a few times, and and, and and the Magic are going to have to uh, account for and figure out as well as they as they refine and improve their defense. The Magic, of course, practicing on Wednesday ahead of Thursday's game. And I think the Portland Trailblazers provide a, a, a really unique challenge in that regard, a good test for how the Magic, uh, for the Magic's weaknesses and how they need to play to continue improving and continue on their way forward. The Portland Trailblazers... Um, I watched their game against Washington do a lot of the things that bug the Orlando Magic, for for lack of a better term. Uh, The Magic so far this year have really struggled with transition defense and giving up three-pointers. And I think those are two things that Portland does exceptionally well. And that's something Portland has really done exceptionally well for some time now. I mean, they're a team that really has defined themselves um, pretty well. And it's, it's no surprise that Portland is considered it going to be in the playoff mix in the Western Conference, um, is a team that's going to be very difficult to handle. Portland so far averaging 113.4 points per 100 possessions, giving up a a decent amount, 107.3 points per 100 possessions, but this isn't about their defense. It's about their offense. And their offense is very good. Ninth in the league at this point, again, still early. But their effective field goal percentage at 51.9%, 
This is a team that has a lot of shooters and can spread the floor. Damian Lillard, they still rely heavily on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. The Nick Stauskas has been really good at helping spread the floor for them really well. Um, and they've got guys that can that can find lanes and get to the basket. And they got floor spacers that will make threes and, and be very difficult to handle. I think that this, again, is a really good test for Orlando. They're a tough defense to crack. They're, they're you know, middle of the pack right now, but... They've got some for the pieces that they have. They're they're a good defensive team. Um, you know they're not they're not a, a, I would say a, a, an elite defensive team like Boston was, but they're they'll provide a stern challenge. Orlando's going to have to work to get to get their shots, but they will take advantage of your mistakes. Every stop that that they get, they turn into a threat because they they're so good at getting out in transition, uh, and again so good at finding that three point line, especially in transition, which I think has been one of the biggest problems for the Magic so far this year. Orlando, of course, um, you know, is going to have a say in things. Their defense is very good, and, and that point guard defense on Damian Lillard is going to be critical. Damian Lillard averaging near 30 points per game early on in the season. He is a scoring savant, as as has been kind of known about him. And this Portland team, despite having two very ball-dominant guards, can put up points in a hurry. And the Magic... Not exactly known for great point guard defense. I would say Kyrie Irving was the best offensive weapon for the Celtics on Monday. Uh, we saw um, we saw Kemba Walker torch the Magic. Uh, Goran Dragic had his moments as well. The Magic are going to have to be on point defensively, especially at that point guard position, which, as was debated endlessly this summer, not always the strongest spot for Orlando. Not always the strongest uh, uh thing on the floor for this team. And so, yes, the Magic do have their work cut out for them. Uh, the, the Blazers are a very good team, uh, and they're not going to go or go over easily. They're not going to roll over just because they're on a road trip or anything like that, and you wouldn't expect that from them anyway. They're going to be a tough out, and I, I would imagine Orlando would consider it a very good win. Um, obviously, the Magic are trying to build their defense up, and, and they looked really good on that on that front Monday. But this is another big challenge for the defense, especially because this team seems to attack a lot of their weaknesses really well. I think on the good news front, Portland is not a high-switching team. Lillard and McCollum are not known as high-level defenders. They've got some switchy guys in Harkless and and I believe it's Aminu. Um, They've got some interesting players, but Nurkic is not a a, a defensive big in in a lot of ways, although he'll match up well with Nikola Vucevic. And so Orlando's going to be able to dictate things, I think, a little bit better defensively if they switch. And I think that they'll be able to um, crack the defense a little bit better than they did against, say, Boston, for sure, and and, and against Philadelphia, who switched really, really easily against a team like Orlando. So this game is a big challenge, um, obviously. I think it's a good challenge. It's a good barometer of where this team is right now. And we'll see if the Magic can come out on top, of course, and we'll see if the Magic uh, can get this win um, and continue to build and grow off of the off of the play that, that they have been working on and, and trying to accomplish and build off of um, so far this year. So the Orlando Magic taking on the Portland Trailblazers at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. Going to be an interesting game. Again, it's so early in the season. Don't put too much stock into things, although I did think... Uh, Orlando Pinstripe Post um, wrote a really good article saying, you know, blowout losses tend to mean a little bit more than close wins. So 
Definitely don't want to see the Magic slip in that regard, and you want that 30-point loss from last week to be the, be the anomaly, not the norm. Uh, so important that the Magic play competitively, play hard, as, as we know that they can, and as we've seen them do over the past week, um, and take that next step. So it'll be interesting to see how the Magic play, how the Magic react here, uh, and whether Orlando uh, can, can continue to build and grow off of what we saw Monday night. Orlando taking on Portland at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. We'll have complete coverage of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, though, I want to talk a little bit more about Jonathan Isaac, a player that I think, not in some respects, I think we've let our expectations of him and what we think he can be and what we think he can do uh, outpace where he is as a player. Um, I talked a little bit about this yesterday while I was answering mailbag questions that it feels like with Isaac that he's still a rookie. And we see him making some of these rookie mistakes and some of these uh, early mistakes that are normal for young players to make. And so I felt, I feel like, you know, I was someone, I'll I'll fully admit this, I was someone who was like, Isaac's ready for the starting lineup. You know, he'll learn and grow, but but he's too important not to play. And I, I think that's the general conclusion that Steve Clifford has had. I think that's the general conclusion of the Magic in general because they've obviously thrown him out there, letting him play uh, starters minutes, play with the starting lineup, be in the starting lineup, and, and proving that he is such an important player to this team. But even with that importance, there there is this little bit of... He's not quite there yet. Uh, one, of, one of the common complaints I've been getting on Twitter about Isaac is, why aren't the Magic running more plays for him? And it's, well, you know, yes, the Magic could probably afford to get him more shots, and then Isaac, I think, is still someone who's learning when to pick his spots and when to be aggressive. And, and I, honestly, I think some of it just has to do with Isaac's role on the team. The way that he amassed his points on Monday night is really in line with, I think, the role the Magic want him to have offensively. They're not running plays for him. They're keeping his role incredibly simple to the point where he is simply taking corner threes, spacing the floor that way, and, and he's been a good three-point shooter so far this year. Uh, and uh, on top of all that, uh, 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 attacking the offensive glass and, and worrying more about his defense. Um, his scoring average this year isn't anything to write home about, eight and a half points per game. But he's shooting 51.9% from the floor, 14 for 27. He's made five of his nine three-pointers. You know, got to make free throws at one for four. But, you know, Isaac has done a lot in the simplified role that the Magic have in mind for him or have in store for him this year, or at least at this point. Like Mo Bamba, and I, I think I said this yesterday, but like Mo Bamba, um, the idea is to give Isaac a simplified role, to put him in a position to succeed, to you know make him useful on offense, but uh, focus more on what he can contribute to the team today 
and then slowly grow his role as the opportunity arises as he proves that he's mastered that first step. Like I said, he's essentially a rookie. This is game 32 for him coming up on on Thursday. And so, you know, the Magic aren't trying to rush the process. They've said this throughout the whole time that they're going to let Isaac grow at his own pace. And a game like Monday, obviously, is a big one for confidence. You know, Isaac doesn't take a lot of the shots that he takes in that game last year. So he has gotten better. He's gotten more confident. He's gotten more aggressive. It may not be Kevin Durant-level superstar aggressive that everyone seems to that, that some people seem to think he can get to, but he is more aggressive and more assertive. And of course, more comfortable on the defensive end too where he truly makes a difference. I'll, I'll return to that point in a moment. But, un, but undoubtedly, everyone on this Magic team knows just how important Jonathan Isaac can be, both for his defensive impact and his offensive impact. Um, if, you, if you haven't done so already, I, I would encourage you to go read Josh Robbins' article on The Athletic following Monday's game against the Boston Celtics. In that article, you know, Robbins really paints a good picture of what it was like in the locker room where Isaac's answering questions, and, and he's a typically humble guy, and Evan Fournier is kind of needling him a little bit to, you know, take some pride in his game. To be, I mean, I think the quote was, be happy, you know, be, you, know you, could, you could pat yourself on the back a little bit. And undoubtedly, Isaac doing all this in a win makes it a little bit easier to say all those things. But I think it underscores just how important this team feels Isaac is. Not just from a a future standpoint and and where this team's eventually going and growing, but from the standpoint of what he can bring this team this year. From the standpoint of this is what this young guy can deliver to the team today. Evan Fournier said it best on Media Day. Jonathan Isaac is our X-Factor. He was sort of the unknown last year. Because when he went out with his injury on November 11th last year, the Magic were 8-4 and four and riding high. Sure, the fall was coming, but not having Jonathan Isaac there seemed to make that fall a little harder. Make that thud a little louder. Because not only was the Magic missing a key piece of their future, but probably their best defender, their difference maker defender. And while it, 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 it's still too early to look at numbers and say, say you know, who's making the biggest defensive impact, and I would imagine Isaac's still at the very top of those lists for the Magic, it's still easy to see what Isaac's doing defensively. It's now adding that offensive piece and that bit of wild card nature to him that is helping determine what direction this team goes and what direction he goes and what he can truly provide to the team. Isaac's offense is still a work in progress. You know, you you don't want him putting the ball on the floor very much. You don't want him creating his own shot very much. Right now, his offense is limited to simple drives, fast break opportunities, which he's done a good job on, and spot up three-pointers. And that's okay. That's all the Magic need from him. They need his energy. They need his length on the defensive end, on the offensive glass, wherever he can provide that. But... His offensive role is going to remain relatively simple. And that's okay. He's not going to put up the giant fantasy numbers. I mean, you'll have games 
like he had Monday night. That'll happen again. I don't think, I think Isaac's, I, I see Isaac scoring 20 points per game on multiple occasions this, this season. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how things shift and how the team moves on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Of course, Isaac's real impact is on the defensive end. And again, while it's probably not as pronounced quite yet, his defense is a vital piece to the Orlando Magic in their future. It's unmistakable the impact that he can make on that end, just from his length alone. You look back at clips from last season, and Isaac's not always in the right spot, and yet he uses his length and athleticism to make the right play, to recover and make a play that disrupts the defense. And that same thing is, yes, still happening this year, and and Isaac would admit that he's still learning some of the techniques and some of the positioning, especially in Steve Clifford's offense, or defense. And he's slowly becoming a better player on that end too. As it so happens, you know, the Magic's defense with Isaac on the floor is not quite at the numbers it was last year. I'll go ahead and say it, a 106 you know, when the, when Isaac's on the floor, the Magic are giving up 106 points per 100 possessions. And that, I think, is because Isaac shared the floor a lot with the starters. The bench unit has been much more efficient defensively. Or making other teams less efficient defensively. And, you know, I would say, though, that Isaac is still having that impact. It's not so much about blocking shots or getting steals or doing any of those things. Isaac's defensive impact is in how he disrupts the rhythm of an offense. How he makes you take a wider angle to get around him, like Josh Richardson did in that game against the Miami Heat. If anyone but Jonathan Isaac is guarding Josh Richardson along the baseline, Richardson probably gets by him and has a chance to win that game for the Heat. Isaac just being there forced Richardson out of bounds. I'm convinced of that. But it's also forcing a pass out on a sharper angle so that it takes the player away from the three-point line or slightly out of position. Those little things aren't deflections. They don't show up in a box score or in a stat sheet. But they have a real impact on the game. It's a second off the shot clock that that team might need to get an open shot. It's a split second enough for a player to recover and challenge and contest a three. It's those little things that really are making Jonathan Isaac a special player on defense and really the impact that he has on this team on that end. And isn't showing up in the numbers yet. The Magic still have a long way to go. And, and, to, be, and to be fair to Isaac as well, 
The Magic have an overall defensive rating so far this year of 106.8 points allowed per 100 possessions. So Isaac is uh, above the average for the Magic as a whole, along with guys you would expect. Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross, Jaron Grant, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Simmons. Again, that bench unit, Simmons, Gordon, Grant, Ross, Bamba, best defensive line, best defensive unit the Magic have, so far at least. Isaac's the, the sixth man of that unit, followed by a, star, a sharp drop with DJ Augustin, Evan Fournier, and Nikola Vucevic. That rounds out the rotation, by the way. So, Isaac will play a key role. And I think this is the important thing to remember and, and gets back to kind of the original thing that I said, that I think we've let our expectations sometimes outpace the player's ability. Jeff Weltman promised that Isaac would be a little bit of a, would be a slow development, that they're not going to push Isaac faster than he can go. And that has absolutely been the case. They're not pushing Isaac faster than he can go. They're letting him develop at the pace that is appropriate for him and for the team. When he's ready to take on more, they will give him more. If he's pressed into duty, they will give him more. But right now, he's doing exactly what the Magic need him to do. Play with energy defensively, shoot corner threes, attack the basket in transition, get to the offensive glass, be the energy guy. And when he has big games on both ends of the floor, the Magic become a different team. Magic become a much more dangerous team. I think we saw that Monday night. It's not not a perfect game by any stretch because the rest of the Magic offense really struggled. But Isaac showed that he can fit in, that he can find his place on both ends of the floor and truly become the X factor the Magic need. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for us today. We'll have complete coverage of the Orlando Magic's game against the Portland Trailblazers on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.